Good morning, church. Uh, we are so excited that you are joining us this morning for our Vision Sunday. Our Vision Sunday uh, is just a, a time where we get together and say, here's what God has been doing in the past 18 months, this past year, but also what we are excited for God to be doing and moving us towards in the next year. And so just as some of you might be here for 40, have been here for 40 years um, or 40 days or four minutes. Um, we hope that this Sunday and this morning gives you uh, a glimpse into the DNA of what Pine Lake is all about and what we're inviting you to participate in what God is doing here at Pine Lake and around the area. And so Vision Sunday is a time for, for us to just do a little bit of deeper dive into who we are, our core convictions, and where we feel God is leading us. And, you know, we do this all the time. When we meet somebody new or we reconnect with them over a... Um, a period of time that we've missed them, we ask them a question. It's like, what do you ask them when you want to get to know somebody? You say like, you know, not only what their name is, um, what do they do for a living, right? We say, hey, what, what, what do you do for work? Um, maybe some, what are their hobbies? Um, where they live. And so you just ask these questions. But I always thought that that's like a, uh, a very shallow understanding of who people are. And I came across um, a quote by somebody it says, here's two better questions um, that we should be asking each other. But I think also we're asking the church this morning and we're asking us is that this question, what are you living for? Man, if you ask that question to somebody, I wonder what their response is and how that opens up their life into saying, oh, this is what I'm all about. And so as a church, we too are the same thing. What are we all about? What are we at church living for? And I want to tell you clearly that we are all about helping people find and follow Jesus together. This is the mission of Pine Lake Covenant Church. This is the mission that's going to be guiding us for the next season, the next year, five years, 10 years, is that we want to find and follow Jesus together. And we want to invite you into that because that's what we're living for and that we hope that is what Jesus is calling you to live for. So we want to kind of dive deep in and unpack a little bit of what that means for us this morning. So if you have your Bible, um, where we come, where we landed on the mission and vision of finding and following Jesus together comes um, from Jesus' interaction in Matthew 22, verse 37 uh, through 40. And maybe you've heard this before, but I encourage you, if you have your Bibles in front of you, uh, whether in person or online or physical or digital, we look at it together. This is the living word. So join me as uh, we read this together, or you can follow it on the screen. Jesus is talking about the greatest commandment. He goes, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the, pro and the prophets hang on these two commands. And so what we're living for at Pine Lake, what God has called his people to live for, is to help people find and follow Jesus together. And you might be asking, like, what does that look like? Well, Jesus starts with that. Love the Lord your God. 
that he is all about helping people in their restoration and their reconciliation and their redemption that they are found through him in a relationship with the Father. That you have to, on this journey uh, of spiritual connection and uh, spiritual redemption with the creator God who created you, who loves you, who sent his son to die for you, to redeem you, to forgive you, is to come to that finding knowledge and experience with Jesus. It's to say, finding Jesus and, and believing who he actually says he is, that he is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the one that we have been waiting for. And I believe he is who he says he is. I believe he died like he, like he did. I believe he rose again and he is coming back and that we have decided to find him. We have decided to be in a relationship. We have moved in him. And that's what we're living for. And that's what I'm living for as a, as, um, as a person. Like my desire, my goal with my life, with my existence is to find Jesus. Not just once, but to continue to find him in different places as he reveals himself through this church, through other people, through the community, through creation. That my desire is to find Jesus. And that's not only my desire, but that's my desire uh, as a husband. My desire is that my wife continually finds Jesus in her relationship with him. My desire as a dad is for my kids, above anything else that happens in their life, is to find Jesus. That's my desire in friendship with you, in friendship with people. Here in, in the, uh, in Sammamish, in the Pacific Northwest, and all my friends, is I want my friends to find Jesus. And as a pastor, I want you to find Jesus. I believe that's where it starts. I believe that once we come to realization that Jesus is, that we love the Lord our God first and foremost, as we find Jesus, as we believe Him, as we experience the Holy Spirit, and we understand who he is and come to a knowledge and, and a willing uh, surrender of our life to Jesus, to God, to the Holy Spirit, that this is the starting point. And so our goal as a church is not just to be satisfied with just who is here now. That just as Jesus said he would leave the 99 for that one, that our same heart is, is burning with a passion to help people find Jesus. But not only that, Jesus goes on to say that not only are you supposed to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and with all of your mind, is that we believe that not only that finding Jesus is the first step in our journey, in our relationship with God, is that when we move from finding to following that we're moving away from this idea that has permeated uh, kind of our um, culture for the last couple decades is that we can find Jesus without following him. But Jesus himself said that to love the Lord your God is to move not just from finding him and being enamored with his love, his grace, his mercy, but to then move to follow Jesus by conforming our hearts our minds and our souls towards him, towards his way, towards the way of Jesus, towards the way of being a disciple and apprentice under Jesus. 
And this is what it means to follow Jesus, is that we are on a path of being formed, or what we call discipleship, apprenticeship, under Jesus. Is that following him is that we not only are um, living uh, for him or in the knowledge that he is the way, the truth, and the life, but we're conforming our life. We're looking at him and saying, how does my life reflect and doesn't reflect his life? His words, his way of living, his evangelism and his sharing the good news. And so in that, we are asking our question, the question in, in our lives is, who's discipling us? We're like, we're all being discipled. We're all coming into forming or being formed by someone or by something. And as people who have found Jesus, we say that, that Jesus is the one. The Holy Spirit, God is the one that we are being formed in likeness and image in our words, in all things, that we are following Jesus, that we are following the way of Jesus. We are becoming more like him every day. And it's not just a one-off prayer, but it is a continual saying, Jesus, what is your characteristic? What is your nature what is my characteristics, my natures, and how can I become more like you? How can I put practices in my life that make me look more like you? So I am convinced that, that discipleship is in the call of Jesus in the greatest commandment, not only to find him as the true Savior, as the one we've been waiting for, but not to stop there. But in our following of him, we begin to look like him, act like him, walk like him, talk like him, love like him, give grace and peace and patience to one another, just like him. We share the good news just like him. And so this is what it means for us when we say that we want to follow Jesus here at Pine Lake that we want to become more like him as a disciple of Jesus and an apprentice of Jesus to conform our hearts, our minds, our souls, which is our body, to be more like him. And lastly, Jesus enters, uh, finishes off uh, the text, not just to find and follow Jesus and to feel like that can be done um, individually, right? Where we, we live in an individual culture where he says like, your relationship with Jesus is just yours. That as you find and as you follow, you do that intellectually with a heart, but uh, on an individual level. But Jesus, if we're practicing the way of Jesus, if Jesus is our model, he ends it in his uh, re- response to the question, what is the greatest command? It's not just to do uh, the loving God part of the head the heart, and the body by yourself. But he says, and the second command is this, to love your neighbor as yourself. And this is why at Pine Lake, when you ask what we're living for, it's not just to help people find and follow Jesus and to go home and try to figure it out on their own, that we believe that the call of Jesus is to do life together, is to find and follow Jesus together. 
And that is so countercultural right now. It's where we feel like you can obtain all the knowledge and everything you need on your own. With the wealth of knowledge that is in uh, on the internet, uh, that you can just consume knowledge and information and thus become whatever you want, that we believe as followers of Jesus, the way of Jesus is done together. With you and your neighbor with you and your brother and sister in Christ. This is what it means to ironing, sharpening iron. This is what it meant for for Peter, who Jesus called the head of the church, not to go on his own and say, hey, it's all about me, but to say, I need the other disciples, that we are better together, that we give a fullness of the picture of who Christ is, his work, uh, his life, his work on the cross, and his redemption is better together than just on an individual level. And I think that's true. Like also, um, if we just pull back, not from just a deep theological, but if we look at the construction of, of the text, that the, the synoptic gospels are one of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That, that these disciples or these people that were close or, or and heard stories about who Jesus was and walked with him and, and, and wrote about his life, it wasn't just one person. It wasn't, they didn't pick Matthew or just Mark, but they picked um, the disciples to give us a text that's inspired by God to give us a full understanding that it wasn't just by one. It wasn't even then just by Paul. Like when we got Paul, who's an incredible called disciple by God to... Um, move the church and to spread the good news to the Gentiles, to you and I, who are Gentiles. It's not just about him, but we are better together. Is that we learn to find and follow Jesus in relationship with one another. This is why the body of Christ is so beautiful, because sometimes it doesn't make sense that, our, that we should stay together because we're so different that we come to Jesus and we see different things and we're convinced or convicted to live a certain way that really um, just hits our hearts deeply that might be different. And so we learn from one another that one, something that might not be natural to me to live in a certain way that is giving grace to somebody else might be natural for somebody else. And so in our relationship together, I learn how to be a person of grace, but maybe I err on the basis of grace, but I have a hard time with truth. Well, then in our relationship with one another, we learn to be both people of grace and of truth. Maybe it's hard for you to love, to forgive, to show mercy, to be kind, to be patient. But in relationship with one another, as we all are seeking to find and follow Jesus, to be discipled and conformed by him, that together we learn to find and follow Jesus. That I believe one of the things that is missing in our world today is to watch the church move together and finding and following you, Jesus, instead of standing and saying, I have the right way, or you have the right way, then instead of you're following me, or I'm following you, or following any one of these other leaders that have been raised up by God in the church, the global church, that we're saying we're following Jesus together. And we're working on this out to be conformed, to be transformed by following Jesus as we look towards Jesus but we don't do it by ourselves, that we do it together. So church, then if our desire, if our mission and what we live for 
is to find and follow Jesus together. I said that there was at the beginning two questions that I think are better to ask. And the first one that I asked was, what are you living for? And so maybe you asked that to a friend, but you asked that to us as a church. What are you living for? And then the second question, which you will find out so much about who they are, their DNA, is the question is this. What is keeping us as a church from living fully in the thing that we live for? So what is in the barrier? What is in the way? What is keeping us from living fully into the thing that we live for? And so for us as a church, this kind of dives into what we believe is, is God is calling us to in this next year. Is that if we want to be a church that doesn't separate discipleship from following Jesus, that that our finding and following Jesus together isn't just a head or prayer thing, that is a whole life commitment, that every aspect, every part of our life whether easy or hard, starts to move towards the center of Jesus. And now I've said this before, like as we aim for the middle, aim for the way of Jesus, we're going to miss the mark all the time. But as a church, we want to aim for the center of discipleship, conforming our lives and always towards the center, towards Jesus. And I think when Jesus says two things to his disciples, right as he was calling them, at the beginning of the call and when he left them, he said two things that are really have been on um, our heart as a church, uh, and we believe that we want to live fully into and move the obstacles out of the way. Is that Jesus said, follow me. He doesn't say pray a prayer. He said, follow me. Follow me. At the beginning of every interaction with the disciples, when he called the 12, he said, come and follow me. And then at the end, he said this. Now go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. And I am with you always to the very end of the age. That we are supposed to follow Jesus and we are to make disciples. And so for us as a church, we're talking about this moving obstacles out of our way to become the disciples that God has called us to be. And so our discipleship and, and finding and following Jesus is that nothing can stop the kingdom. Like nothing can stop the kingdom. And we want to be people who are joining in Jesus's work to expand the kingdom, to take seriously, not just to find and follow Jesus together, but to go and make disciples. That we want to be a church that is growing because the kingdom of God is growing. That we want to be people that are growing in depth and in width of our discipleship. That we want to be growing deep in our character and our nature and our practices, becoming more like him. And at the same time, because we are being conformed and are and transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ, is that as we go deeper, that separates us and makes us stand out within our culture, within our friends, with our neighbors, our coworkers, and that we begin to have the opportunity to make disciples, to grow wide the kingdom of God for the sake of Jesus, to be known, to be worshiped, to be found, and to be followed. And so church, this year, we are focusing on what it looks like to be disciples, Disciples that are, that are both go deep in our transformation and looking like him, acting like him, loving like him, 
And in the same way, growing wide and saying, if the kingdom of God, if nothing can stop uh, the kingdom from growing, if Jesus, if we stop praising Jesus's name, the rocks will cry out and people will come to know him. We want to participate in that by making disciples of people that don't know Jesus yet. So church, we are all about helping people find and follow Jesus together. And we are going to do that by becoming the disciples and the apprentice that he has called us, that he has set us apart to look more like him and then be so um, passionate about the way of Jesus, loving like him, looking like him, that people can't help but being uh, pulled in like a gravity well towards people who are loving Jesus, who have found Jesus, who are following Jesus and doing that uniquely together. And so friends, uh, I want to invite you um, to live the life of discipleship as we will talk about the next three weeks of what that actually looks like. What is actually discipleship um, that we're inviting you into, that Jesus is inviting you into, that Jesus is inviting me into, our staff, our leadership, that we are going to do together. And so we'll talk for the next three weeks uh, on our vision series of what a disciple of Jesus looks like and how that's going to frame our next year. So will you join me? in prayer this morning. Father, we ask, we pray that you are the light and the source of our life. God, you created all things. The air that we breathe, uh, the things that we see, that we touch. God, you've created it all. You were the source of all life. You breathed it in and you sustain it all. So God, we give ourselves to you and we say, I want nothing but you. You are what I live for. And God, I pray this year and for all of us, not only as a church, God, but as people, as your sons and daughters, that you would move things out of the way so that we may fully live for what you're calling us to live for. And so God, may you walk before us and beside us um, as we journey into this new year for the vision and the mission that you've called us to do, to be disciples of Jesus who go and make disciples. God, we ask this in your name. Amen. Thanks, church.